It's my birthday week. So, of course, this week on the show, we have a big birthday episode. I reflect on the past year, which I always do every birthday, and particularly this year, you know, exactly one year ago on my birthday, I took a pregnancy test and found out I was pregnant. So, I talk about this past year, everything that's brought me to where I am now. And I also end up reflecting on some of the really big, challenging things that have come my way over the past few years. And and how I've finally been able to take those hardships and turn them around into gratitude. It's taken a couple of years, but I really do feel grateful for those challenges now. So it's a big, reflective, happy, celebratory episode this week. When we moved from Aruba to Sweden, we weren't really sure what to do with our home in Aruba. We didn't want to sell the space that had so many memories and offered us a place to stay when we returned to the island. But what else could we do after moving internationally? That's when my husband came up with a brilliant plan. We can become hosts on Airbnb. Since starting this, I can officially say my husband had the best idea ever. The process of getting our property on Airbnb was so easy. We were able to ask other hosts for tips and got a lot of great feedback. And actually, we still get tons of good feedback and we're constantly improving our space. And Airbnb is really flexible. You just choose the dates you want to host. So if you don't have a full-time rental property like us, that's perfect too. Hosting on Airbnb is great for anyone who frequently travels or has the extra space or has a seasonal house or even someone who always goes away at the same time of year for family traditions or work events. We all know the cost of living is excessive right now, so you can get more out of your space when you host on Airbnb. The added income has been so important for my family and has given my husband a project to manage that he genuinely enjoys. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Let's jump in. Hi, everyone. Hello, my people. Hello, my friends. Welcome to a brand new episode of From the Heart with Rachel Brayton. I am smiling so big right now. I'm sitting here in a really, really messy bedroom. <laughs> I've kind of given up on just the idea of even making the bed right now. Anyone who co-sleeps with a newborn, you you know the state, the state of the bed. He also naps in this bed. Um, not every nap, but a lot of naps. So just the state of this bedroom is just chaos. I think I can count nine pillows. <laughs> and different kinds of blankies, and there's like a diaper on the floor, and the duvet is a mess, and water bottles everywhere, and it's just it's just looking like a little bit chaotic. But at the same time, the sunlight is filtering in through the windows, and it's sort of basking the whole room in this really beautiful golden autumn-like glow. And I sat down, and I took my little breath the way I do before I start recording, and I just feel like how much I love this space. This is a really lived in room. Like this is a room <laughs> where a mother mothers her son. This is a room where just so much love and so much nurturing happens for so many hours of the night and also into the day. Um, I see the trees outside, they're turning yellow and orange and even red now, we're getting deeper into fall. And even though this room is really messy right now, I just feel, I just feel like there's a lot of beauty here right where I am. There is a lot of beauty right where I am. 
And um, I'm feeling really happy right now. This is my birthday week. I, I did that thing and I have done over the past couple of years where I kind of ignore the fact that it's my birthday. I forget about the fact that it's my birthday. I make a really big deal about other people's birthdays. And then all of a sudden it's the day before my birthday. And I'm like, wait, it's my birthday. <laughs> it's my birthday week. It's my birthday tomorrow. I'm recording this on Wednesday. It's my birthday, October 5th. That's Thursday. That's tomorrow. But you're listening to this on Friday. So I'll, I'll already be 35 by then. But yeah, 35. I think it's really a Libra thing, you know, to be really into other people's stuff. I, I, I contemplate this a lot. For an, As an example, when it comes to astrology, I spend a lot more time studying the charts of the people I love than I do studying my own. I just, I just find that more fascinating. When it comes to herbalism, I spend way more time making herbal medicine and remedies for the people in my life, for friends and family, than I do my own for myself. You know, it really is a Libra thing to look to the other and to look at the we and how we relate to other people into the world. And uh, I'm sitting here now the day before I turn 35 years old. I was born in 1988 which is starting to feel starting to feel like it's a really long time ago. <laughs> I don't know. I know we're all kind of, I mean, we're all, everyone here in this community, all of us who listen to this pod, we're obviously all different, different ages, but a lot of us are in this similar time. Like we're in our late, mid thirties, early thirties. I think all of us in this kind of phase in our lives, like we feel like we're so young. I've always felt like, oh, but I'm so young. I'm so young and I have so much time. I'm so young. And then all of a sudden you realize like, wait, people who actually are young, <laughs> look at me and I'm kind of old. I mean, obviously 35 is not old. Obviously age is just a number. It doesn't mean anything. But when I was in my 20s and I looked at people who were 35, I was like, those people are just ancient. You know, I thought they were so old. They must live really boring lives, right? Like I really remember that young, early 20s, also teenage kind of vibe of like everyone who isn't this age is just like so old and boring. And now I am that age. I am now kind of old and kind of probably looks, I mean, my, I can imagine I have sisters who are, how old are they? They just turned 22, two sisters that just turned 22, uh, one on my mom's side, one on my, on my dad's side. And I can imagine them looking at my life going, you know, Rachel's, <laughs> Rachel lives out in the woods on a little farm with two kids. She never leaves her house. <laughs> her house for anything other than like going into the forest or going down to the lake to dip you know I I don't think I, I look very cool in their eyes I don't I cannot imagine and they are you know working at a bar working at cool shops having boyfriends and going to clubs and partying and planning travels and trips and doing the kind of thing you do when you're 22 and I'm sitting here living this very different life and I am just so content. <laughs> I really am so content. I am totally fine not being cool. I have reached the age where I have no need to be cool or look cool or be seen as anything resembling cool to other people. I feel really content being in my almost like 
old lady era where all I want to do is bake bread and take care of my garden and take care of my kids and spend time in nature and 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 that's it. Like I I I don't know. <laughs> Am I supposed to have bigger aspirations than this? Honestly, I thought I would do today like a little reflective episode, you know, like a birthday episode. It's always wonderful to look not just at the this solar return, like where I've been in the past year and how much has shifted from one year ago. But just overall being in this space in life right now, it's um, birthdays are a good time to reflect. And when I look back and I look at how I lived a while ago, not so long ago, a couple of years ago, how much my life changed since the pandemic, really that that was for me kind of the, I mean, it really was the year leading into the pandemic. 2019 was my big shift year where I decided at the end of 2019, I'm changing something in my life. I don't know what I'm changing, but I'm changing something because I, I wasn't feeling good in my body and my soul anymore. And then the pandemic came and kind of <laughs> pushed that change on me and changed my life for me the way the pandemic did that for so many of us in wildly different ways. And we went straight from that into toxic mold and then straight from toxic mold into changing our lives completely and moving to Sweden. And now if I look back, just a couple, of, I don't have to go that far. Like it's 2023. If I look back at 2020, 2021 even, <laughs> I don't think I could have even imagined that this is where I would be. I truly don't, don't think so. I think 2020, like three years ago at this time, I can't, what did I do for my birthday? 2020, did we have birthdays? in the pandemic year did we have birthdays like how did we do things I remember we could back then at least in Aruba I don't know what it was like in other places but you could all the restaurants obviously started doing deliveries and takeouts and really you know everyone who wasn't doing that started doing that so that the businesses could survive I mean we all know how it went but in Aruba there were certain places where you could buy these really elaborate cocktails and they literally came in vacuum sealed bags with like really cute little garnishes and dried fruits and herbs. And then you had to become a little mixologist at home and you could make them at home. And I, I'm remembering this because I think that's what we did for my birthday when I turned, I guess, 32. That we had like a delivery of a very nice meal and delivery of some cocktails. And then as and I sat by the pool outside and that that was our, our little celebration, you know, pandemic celebration. But, and I, I remember then just knowing that, like, I, I think I kind of thought that the pandemic would be over and in one way we would try to resume our lives. We would start the whole studio back up in the same capacity as we had before. I would go back to leading teacher trainings and retreats and hosting big groups and kind of get back on that grind because we really were in a we were grinding I mean we've we've been grinding that hustle for so many years and I think part of me thought that that's that's what we're doing even though I knew I didn't really align with that anymore that was a pace and uh just a level of 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 grinding every day that I wasn't that wasn't serving me anymore and um as soon as things started easing up a little bit you know it took so long for did we even have a moment? I don't, I don't know when that moment came. I feel like it was different in every place where we kind of called it like pandemic is over. <laughs> I think it was very individual, like how, how we went about that feeling like we were out of, out of the, out of that time anyway. Now it feels a little bit like a dream. Like, was that, 
Did we all go through that? Or was that just something that was like happening in a parallel universe and now we're, we're back? I don't know. It just feels so strange that we went through that. And um, we went straight from that into, you know, getting even sicker because I was, that being home, that, that really was kind of the, the nail in the coffin. I think is that the saying? Because I spent 2019 being really ill, really sick, a combination of, of stress, mold, just all the, all the terrible things. And then it was really the pandemic when we were home all the time. So we were in the house all the time, all day in the mold. We spent all of 2020 living in mold. And thankfully, because we lived in the Caribbean, you know, we were in, outside a lot and always had doors and windows open. And that I think was really helpful. But we were sleeping in mold and spending way more time at home, not traveling, not going anywhere. And Leia's symptoms and my symptoms just got worse and worse and worse and worse until the beginning of 2021, where I was like, we have to do something. And then found out that that's what the problem was. And overnight, you know, lost our lives as we as we knew them, you know, we lost life as we knew it. And when I think about that now, because I, I, we've been talking about it. I have a friend here visiting. One of my best friends from Aruba is here. Her name is Maya. She's from Serbia. And her daughter is also named Leia. So when we found out we were both pregnant at the same time and we started discussing names and I knew Leia was going to be called Leia since I was little. I knew since I was like four or five that I wanted to have a daughter and I would name her Leia. So that was the name always, you know, since before we were pregnant, like I knew I'm going to have a daughter and she's going to be named Leia. And then when my friend Maya, she was four, four months ahead of me in pregnancy and she was like, I have a name. I really love it. I think I'm going to name her Leia. And I was like, what? Because <laughs> it's not a super common name, L-E-A, you know, not L-E-A-H or L-E-I-A, like Leia in Star Wars, but like L-E-A. And I'm like, what? No way. And she ended up naming her Leia Stella. Stella means star. We named Leia Leia Luna. Luna means moon. And they have been, you know, best friends since birth. It's very, very cute. And they're here visiting us. They come every year. I love it. But we've been talking so much about just kind of how our lives in Aruba ended. And they ended so abruptly. So I've been thinking about that time more and more. And I feel like even though I've processed it a lot, I also feel in a way that there is a lot of, there's a lot of undigested pain in, in that ending, you know, in that closing of that massive chapter of our, of our lives, where we literally lost pretty much every single one of our belongings. Bread is life. In fact, my entire family absolutely loves bread. But I like to make sure that what we're eating counts. And if you're like me, you're going to love Hero Bread. Hero Bread makes those same delicious bready favorites free of consequences or compromises. They have remade carby, empty calorie bread products into fluffy, delicious versions that include no net carbs, zero grams of sugar and protein and fiber. Think of that soft, fluffy experience that you love when you're enjoying a refreshing BLT, savory breakfast burrito, or mouth-watering cheeseburger. But now it's made to really nourish you deeply. Hero Bread has something for every favorite, including sliced bread loaves, buns, and tortillas. My team tried Hero Bread and said it was the most fulfilling thing ever, but it also felt lighter and healthier. So switch to Hero Bread now and you won't be disappointed. They even have a monthly small batch drops of indulgent favorites like the 2 gram net carb herb croissant or the 1 gram net carb herb cheddar biscuit. 
Don't give up being a breadhead. Hero Bread is offering 10% off your order. Go to hero.co and use the code yogagirl at checkout. That's yogagirl at h-e-r-o dot c-o. I've been thinking lately the past couple of weeks, like I'm all of a sudden remembering like, oh, that, that pair of shoes that I had for so long. They were my favorite shoes. I threw the, had to throw them away, you know, or little gems, little things, books that I had that I had to throw away. I haven't thought about the material stuff that we lost because of the mold at all. I just, we threw all of that away and I we saw that container be, be taken away by a truck. And then I just decided not to think about it because it's just stuff, right? It's not what matters. It's just stuff. But a lot of that stuff was really sentimental also. A lot of that stuff held meaning and held energy and held memories. And lately I've just been finding myself thinking about things missing certain things. Um, I started thinking about the fact that Leia doesn't have a single stuffed animal or toy from her first years, like from before she was five or four, because we had to throw all of that away. Even her bear, she has bear. It's funny, she has bear. It's her one, her one stuffed animal she's ever cared about is bear. And uh, we had to get rid of bear and give Leia a new bear Anyone who followed me on social media at this time, this was a very, very heartbreaking, hard thing. She had to say goodbye to Bear and then New Bear came and she still sleeps with New Bear. And she kind of remembers that there was an old bear, but she doesn't really have a sadness attached to that. Like she talks about him sometimes, but Bear, we had to tell her Bear was going on an adventure and he had to go away. He had to travel. I mean, she was, how old is she then? She was four, just turned four. So she was a little more gullible. <laughs> I would not be able to pull this off now. And we hugged Bear goodbye and we left him outside the door. And then when she opened the door again, Bear, Bear was gone. And then a few minutes later, there was a knock on the door and there was new Bear waiting for her outside the door with a little letter saying he was so excited to be with her. And we told her old bear had to go on a big, important adventure around the world. And then so many people on social media and online felt really emotional about the fact that she had to let go of, of old bear and started making postcards featuring bear that showed bear on his adventures around the world. And it was just the kind, I think I received like, I don't know, 2000 of those postcards Bear went to Egypt, he went to South Africa, he went to China, he went to the North Pole, like Bear went everywhere. <laughs> and we would show Leia these these postcards, which is what Bear was doing until I felt like, okay, now she's kind of letting go. I don't want to keep reminding her of old Bear. And then I, we stopped and then that, that was it. <laughs> but it is a little bit heartbreaking. And also I've been thinking just the fact that, you know, we don't have any of her clothes. Finn would be wearing so many of her baby clothes. And instead we had to buy all new things. And it's so beautiful. I mean, it really is. We're, he's wearing a lot of our best friends' old clothes, like their baby's old clothes. It would be so beautiful to see him in her old things, but we don't have anything, right? We had to get rid of everything. And I think I've just been thinking about this time and thinking about the past and thinking about the years that led us here, probably because this birthday is coming up, 35 feels kind of like a big deal. It's, I don't know, is it really? But it's just, it feels like a round, solid, middle of 30s, kind of like, oh, you know, where am I now? How did I get here? Kind of thing. And I've just been reflecting on a lot of the pain that led us down this path of where we are and then a lot of the gratitude for the fact that 
we are in this place now and and I feel so safe <laughs> and I feel so solid in my body and in my health and I feel so good in my role as a mother and I feel like our little family is doing so well and I'm just really grateful that we are where we are but I also feel like I'm mourning a little bit <laughs> I don't know this old chapter that we closed that was a decade and a half of my of my life and all of a sudden it was just over and we came to Sweden and everything I mean most things changed for the better not every single thing of course things have been challenging and hard and I think things have been harder for Dennis uh, maybe even harder than he likes to uh, he likes to admit things are good now and looking up now and feel lighter now but this transition was a big thing for him and because it wasn't a transition that he chose it was something that was really thrust upon us and losing our house and everything it happened so fast it's taken a while you know for him to find his way but when I look at all of that and how it led us here and how you know we moved here or we just came here we didn't even move here we came here Leia and I on our own for three months just wanting peace and quiet wanting to heal and the thing that I was dreaming of every single day in Aruba in the chaos of trying to figure out what to do with our lives, losing everything, being so sick. Every single day I dreamed of cold water. And it's kind of strange because I hadn't had that craving so many years. I mean, I lived literally 15 years I was away from Sweden. I was in Costa Rica, I was in the States, I was in Aruba, I was in mostly warm places. And I never had that craving for cold water. I never had that craving for deep, dark forests. I, I didn't have a feeling of missing anything about Sweden or the nature here or my history here or family even here. I, I didn't feel that at all. I felt like that's an, that's an old chapter and I'm never going back there kind of thing. But in all of that, especially that feeling of cold water, which I hadn't had for so long, so I don't even know where that craving came from. It came from somewhere deep inside and when Leah and I came to Sweden, it was April, so it was cold still. It hadn't transitioned. We weren't in sp full spring. It was still kind of like the cold, like winter spring. We call it here, vår, vintern. It's like the transition from winter to spring. And obviously the water was freezing cold. And I would, we got this little, tiny little cottage or a little cabin in the middle of, in the middle of the forest, tiny, tiny, tiny little house. And every day I would put on a robe and as a robe I bought, I think on H&M or something online, just things I knew I would need for our little hiatus or whatever we were doing in Sweden. This pink little like kind of robe that I would wear and I would walk barefoot in the grass down to the lake and swim out into, swim out into the cold, cold waters and take a breath and hold my breath and go beneath the surface. And there's that moment when you put your head in cold water, when you really go under, where everything just gets very quiet. It's almost like you're in a little vacuum in there. And every time I came back up, I felt a little bit more like myself. It was like every dip in that cold lake at that time washed away the mold. It washed away the fear around everything in the pandemic. It washed away regrets I had about things that had happened in those years. It washed away just this illness and sickness and everything I felt was really stuck in my body. And I had gone through this very emotional 
emotional, huge kind of traumatic experience of being canceled in Aruba. And I was talking about the pandemic in ways people did not resonate with. And I, we received so much hatred online. Like that was the thing. Anyone who was listening to the podcast then, you remember, I'm sure it was a big thing then. But all of that was kind of lingering in me, this trifecta of all of these things. And it really felt like every dip in that lake, I came up a little bit lighter, a little bit more cleansed, a little bit more me. And for every walk I took down to the lake and back to the cottage, I just started understanding more and more that this is where I need to be. I've been away a long time and there's something beckoning me to come back home. And then, you know, it was also, we didn't have a home anymore. We didn't have our house anymore. Uh, I, I didn't want to uproot Leia from all her friends in school and Dennis wasn't all ready to move and we were losing all of our things. It felt like so much loss and we didn't know where to be or where to go. We didn't have an idea of where to be. Even in Sweden, if we would move to Sweden, like where would that be? Where would we go? What would we do? We didn't have anything. No work, no like nothing. And and the community that we have in Sweden, they're all in the city. And I knew I didn't want to be in a city. I want I needed to be by a lake. I needed to be by these cold waters, like in these dark forests. I needed to be in a place where I could step outside the door and walk barefoot in wet grass. And that is not the city. So it also felt like even though we have family and community in Sweden, it felt like we were going someplace completely on our own. And I look at that now, where I think back to that time now. I mean, that was 2021. It's two and a half years ago. It was April 2021. And now here we are. <laughs> and uh, my hair is wet right now, touching my hair in this moment because it's wet from the lake. <laughs> because every day my hair is wet from the lake. <laughs> because every day I open my front door and I walk barefoot through wet grass down to the exact same lake. Same, same lake that we stayed at when we first came to Sweden, Leah and I. Same lake. And I dip. And I take that deep breath and I go beneath the surface and I have that same visceral experience of just, it's nothingness and everythingness, if that's a word. It's nothing and it's everything at the same time. And I come back up and I feel like myself. <laughs> I do, I do. And somehow I get to live that now. I get to have that as a as a reality now. And when I walk back to the house, I don't walk back to this tiny cottage that we're renting. I walk back to our farmhouse, like where we live. And I walk back to my husband and to our two kids, two, <laughs> two. I mean, if we had stayed in Aruba, would we have Finn? I don't think so. Actually, I know we wouldn't. If we were still in Aruba, I, I never, never would have arrived at a place where I felt that sense of trust in my body again and trust in the earth. It really was that reconnection and rekindling of that relationship to Mother Earth that brought me back to a sense of trust in my body, in myself, that knew that I want to be pregnant again. I want to give birth again and I want to do it differently this time. I want to do that in a way that feels really whole. And all of that happened, you know, from all of those painful things, truly from the pandemic, from being canceled, from the toxic mold, from being ill. 
Almost like if all those painful things didn't all happen almost at the same time or within the scope of one single year, we wouldn't have we wouldn't have moved. And I can look at that now and I can see it as the universe helping us get to where we're supposed to go, helping us get to where we needed to be, knowing that, yeah, we've been here too long. We're kind of stuck. We're kind of stagnant. We are ready for something different now than we really were. I was ready for a long time. I was really stagnant, really stuck, really burnt out. And if it wasn't for all those things, we would have never moved. We would have never left. It would have never happened in that way, the way it did. And if someone would have told me then, you know, this isn't happening to you, it's happening for you, I would have been so pissed because that sucks to hear that in the moment when you're going through something really painful. Like my three-year-old, not even four, she wasn't even four then, yeah, my three-year-old was covered, covered in eczema. Literally, her arms, back of her legs, covered in eczema every day. I was coughing up my lungs every day, so sick. And then we lost everything we own. It's like, this is happening for us. Like, shut up, you know, stop saying that. I think it's good, good rule of thumb to tell ourselves that. We don't have to tell other people. <laughs> it can be really triggering because who are we to know, right? And oftentimes it is that way. Painful things happen for us. We might realize that later, but it's our realization to have. And it never feels that way until we're ready for it to feel that way anyway. And for me, it took time. But looking at that and looking how we found our way to where we are. So one year ago, this this solar return happening now, <laughs> one year ago, exactly to the day. So it's 4th of October as I record this. One year ago, Dennis, Leia and I went into town. We went into the city to have a little mini pre-celebration of my birthday. And I think we went shopping. I think that Dennis and Leia wanted to buy me a gift or something. And we split up when we were in town. They went left, I went right. And uh, to, to buy something. And I had been feeling in the car driving to town so nauseous. I was really super nauseous. And I'm not one of those people who gets nauseous in, in the car or get, who gets car sick. And I just had a feeling I'm like, I, I, I just, I just need to double check something. I just need to know something. So when they went to go shopping for me, I went to the pharmacy and I bought a pregnancy test quietly, secretly wrapped it in the bag and put it all the way in the bottom of my purse so that Dennis wouldn't see it because we hadn't really talked about that. It wasn't like we were trying, actively trying for a baby and, you know, oh, I'm supposed to get my period. It hasn't come yet. Let's see. Let's see. It wasn't like that. It was just, we were, we decided that if we get pregnant, wonderful. And we just relaxed. It was nothing more than that. And that was the month before, you know, so it wasn't like we had been actively trying for a baby for a long time. No, this was, no. Fast forward to the end of 2024. Think of your goals. What can you do right now to give yourself the best chance of succeeding? If you want to learn a new language, you absolutely should get Babbel. Babbel can help you start speaking a new language in just three weeks. So just imagine what you could do in a full year. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. I have always loved learning languages. I speak four fluently. They're so interesting. And I've even noticed that sometimes the language you speak can influence pieces of your personality. Learning my husband's native language made us understand each other on a whole new level. 
Now, Babbel has gifted me my own account, and I can't wait to dive in. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you actually start speaking a new language. It's designed by real people for real conversations. And their advanced speech recognition is like having your own personal language coach to help you improve your pronunciation so you can get prepped and confident for real-world conversations. Just 15 hours with Babbel is equal to one university semester. Overall, they have more than 13,000 hours of learning content, and you can browse more than 20,000 courses offered every month. Here's a special limited time deal for our listeners. Right now, get 55% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com slash yoga. Get 55% off at babbel.com slash yoga, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash yoga. Rules and restrictions may apply. And um, we went to dinner to one of our favorite restaurants. And I remember... Dennis ordering us like a glass of champagne each or a glass of Prosecco or something. And I was like, actually, I'm good. I just had a feeling. I'm like, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm okay. Uh, and I told him, I'm not, I'm not feeling, I'm not feeling super, I'm feeling a little bit nauseous. I, I don't, I don't want any wine or anything because I had a feeling, right? Like a little bit of a feeling. And then the next morning it was my birthday and our birthday traditions here in the family is that we wake whoever birthday is it, whosever birthday it is, we wake them up with breakfast in bed and cake and flowers and balloons and presents. And we do the whole thing like early morning singing as we walk into the bedroom kind of thing. So they woke up early and I pretended that I'm still asleep. (laughs) That's, that's the rule. That's the thing. Whoever is Whoever has a birthday is like, you have to pretend you're still sleeping so that when everyone walks in, it's like you're all surprised and shocked. They're waking you up with cake, you know, but they were taking so long and Leia wanted to do something really special. And maybe she wanted to make pancakes or something and they were taking forever. And I really had to pee, really, really, really had to pee. So I remember I went out and I like covered my eyes and I'm like, I'm so sorry, guys. Pretend I'm still sleeping. I just really have to go to the bathroom. And Leia was like, don't look, don't look, don't look. And I ran over to the bathroom and I grabbed my purse, which was in the hallway outside the bathroom door. And I snuck in and I did the pregnancy test early morning. I mean, it's probably 7 a.m. or something on my birthday. And I just sat there (laughs) on the lid of the toilet, just sat there waiting like, huh, you know took a breath like what do I do if 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 it's a yes like what do I do if I'm pregnant like no I'm, I'm not I was just a little nauseous in the car you know and then I turned the test over and yeah boom <laughs> pregnant <laughs> and that feeling that head to toe just tingling major excitement just absolute like what kind of feeling and then I had to hide the test, you know, because I, what was I going to do? Run out of there like, holy shit. You know, I'm like, oh my God, I need to digest this. When we were pregnant with Leia, we, Dennis knew. So we had sex on the beach <laughs> after having been away from each other for a while because I went to Path of Love. I went for this big therapeutic retreat, came home. We were intimate on the beach, which we never are. That's not a thing for us just because we lived on a like Caribbean island. That was not, that was like a very rare thing. And driving back home, he looked at me and he goes, I think we're pregnant. And I'm like, what? You know, I was 27 or something. I'm like, are you insane? (laughs) No, we're not. 
we were had no thought, like not even really talking about like, we're ready now, let's go. He just said, I think we're pregnant. And then a few weeks later, I think my period was late by like a day or something, like a joke. Like I was not even late, but we couldn't wait anymore. He was so certain. And I felt my boobs were aching and I just had, a, you know, we had a feeling. So we went and got a blood test done at the clinic. That's how we found out. So we were like sitting there together, holding hands, finding out together. But this was different because we hadn't had that talk and I just secretly kind of bought that test. And so for Dennis, this was really out of the blue, right? It was not something that was in the front of his mind at all. And um, I went back to bed. They come in with cake and pancakes or whatever we had for breakfast. Everyone's so excited. And he asked, like, what do you want to do for, for your birthday? It's your day. And it's October. We're in Sweden. I'm like, I want to go mushroom picking. That, that's all I want to do. That's literally all I want to do right now, actually. <laughs> Tomorrow when they ask what I want to do, I want to go mushroom picking. <laughs> and we go, we bring all the dogs. Because back then, yeah, we had all the dogs. Now we're down to just Ringo. We brought all the dogs, got dressed, brought a picnic and hot cocoa and everything. And we're out there looking. And I just called Dennis over. You know, I'm like, oh my God, look at this one. And I, I just put the pregnancy test there. But in the moss. <laughs> on the ground. And he squats down to look at the mushroom and he goes, what? You know, and it was one of those moments, like if I had it on camera, we would look back, we would, we would have watched it 500 times because his, the shock on his face was just so palpable. Like what terror, excitement, joy, pure panic, <laughs> everything wrapped into one. And, um, and that was that. And we knew, you know, Leia was five. We couldn't tell her right away. We also couldn't wait the appropriate amount of time or however, however much you're supposed to wait. I think we waited like three, four weeks. And then I felt like I don't want to lie to her anymore. Like this is something huge happening. She deserves to know if we would have a miscarriage. I would tell her anyway, like I want her to, to grow up knowing everything that happens in the female body and everything that's normal and not have anything be stigmatized or strange or taboo. No, like whatever happens, like she would be with me for that journey. So um, you know, so we got to tell her really early, but that birthday was really so special because I woke up in the morning of my 31st birthday, found out I was pregnant, got to share that with Dennis a couple hours later. And we spent the rest of the day just holding hands, looking at each other, like what? And we had already planned that we had, uh, we were going to go see a concert. They gifted me, um, we saw Savior Rudd in Stockholm and had dinner with, my best friends, the same people accidentally, coincidentally, I mean, who are coming over to our house on Friday. Yeah, this weekend we're having a little party, like a little dinner party at the house. And it's the exact same <laughs> same group of people. My friendship circle has not really expanded a lot in the past year. That's, that's a reflection <laughs> I can make because it's going to be the same exact group. And we went to dinner and it was one of those like tiny little cute restaurants, but you're sitting really cramped. And Dennis drank my wine all night. And Olivia was pregnant. Obviously, my best friend, she was pregnant. And she just looked at us. And she looked at us with that look of like, I'm not going to embarrass you right now by calling this out. Because if this is true, obviously, you don't, you're not ready for everyone to know. <laughs> but she knew right away. She's like, dude, he was drinking from your wine glass. And I didn't see you drink your wine. Like that never happens, especially on a birthday. Like when would you not be drinking wine on your birthday? <laughs> And everyone else was really clueless. 
I remember Michaela, my other best friend, when I offered, like, I can drive us to the concert. She was like, what? But you're wasted. <laughs> you're so drunk. You had like six glasses of wine. I had no glasses of wine. I was just like pretend drinking. She fully thought that I was drinking and I was going to drive. And what? That's like unheard of. In Aruba, everybody drinks and drives. It's just culture. Here, half a glass of wine, you don't drive. Nobody would. I don't know anyone who would have a sip of anything and get in a car. Like it's just not, it's just culturally completely unacceptable to do that. And I mean, that's a good thing, right? Um, but it's so funny how how they were so polar opposite. Like Olivia, who's had a baby, knew right away. And Mikhail hasn't. She was like, what? <laughs> and then we went to this concert and it was such a beautiful concert. And he played my favorite song. And then it's just we stood there dancing, swaying. He was just holding me and I just cried. And I remember crying a little bit more than was warranted for the fact, you know, being at a concert, someone that you love is playing and they play that song that's really emotional to you. Like, obviously, like you cry at concerts. I don't know. I always do. Don't you? <laughs> but I cried a little bit more. <laughs> I felt a little bit more emotion than just for the song, right? And I remember my friend Matias looked over. He's like, oh, my God, like, come on, you know, it's just the song. And I'm like, ah. I was standing there finding out I was pregnant, with, surrounded by my best friends, listening to my favorite song, being held by my husband. Like, it was all just so much and so beautiful and so big. And here we are. <laughs> Exactly one year later, one exactly one year has passed since the day I found out that I was pregnant. And I now have a three and a half month old. He's almost exactly three and a half months. Who is just, I, I cannot remember what our lives were like before him. And that's so bizarre because he's been here for five minutes. He just arrived. Literally most of my life I've had without this boy in my life. He's been here for five seconds. He just joined our family. And still somehow it feels like he has been here all along. Like somehow our family wasn't complete, even though I never had that feeling. I always felt like this is it. This is us. I'm totally content with one. Like Leia, me and Dennis, it's us. Like that's it. That We're the trio. Like it's the three of us. And now that he's here, it's like, oh, it, is, it was always meant to be the four of us. We were never supposed to be just three. Like Leia used to always say that, like she was waiting for him. And now I understand what she meant. And he is just, he's just, he's, he's a dream. Like I, I get emotional thinking about him. Are you ready for spring? I sure am. Over here in Sweden, I make it my business to get outside and get some sunlight on my skin each and every day. But in the winter, that can be really hard, and your body will feel the effect of that. Did you know that 97% of women ages 19 to 50 are not getting enough vitamin D from their diet? Luckily, Rituals Essential for Women 18 Plus was shown to increase vitamin D levels by 43% in a clinical study. Ritual is a clinically backed multivitamin for women 18 plus with high quality and traceable key ingredients in clean bioavailable forms. You get nine key nutrients in two delayed release capsules per day that optimize your body's absorption. And the best part, you can trust what you are putting in your body because Ritual has the USP verified mark. That means that the product contains the ingredients actually listed on the label. And only 1% of supplement brands are able to get this mark. So it's a big deal. 
Ritual's multivitamins are vegan, non-GMO project verified, gluten and major allergen free, certified B Corp and made traceable. I have taken Ritual for years because of reasons like this. I love knowing that the ingredients in my vitamins are actually doing their job. Otherwise, what's the point? No more shady business. Rituals Essential for Women 18 Plus is a multivitamin you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com slash yoga girl. Start Ritual or add Essential for Women 18 Plus to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash yoga girl for 25% off. These days now, like he, he doesn't cry. The only time he ever cries if he's really, really, really overtired and he's like asking for bed, like he wants to have a nap and we try to not let him get overtired. So it means that he doesn't really ever cry. If we go in the car and we have to strap him in the car seat, he complains. He's still not super into the car. But aside from that, he's just a part of the family. He's just, he's just there all day looking at us, taking in the world, thinking, contemplating, processing. Like he's so there. He looks at you. It feels like he looks into your soul. Like he looks at you with these eyes like, whoa, this is not his first rodeo. He has been here before. Truly, he will hold your presence just in such a, such a impactful way. I don't know. And it's, it's, he has a very different quality to him than Leia had. Like Leia's energy and quality was always so light and sparkling, you know, and very extroverted and look at me and just the same way as she is now. Um, she spent all morning talking about like when she's going to be super famous on stage, like Taylor Swift. <laughs> she's, she's a little jealous of Taylor Swift. She's admitted now. She feels it's a little bit unfair that Taylor Swift gets to be on such big stages and she doesn't. <laughs> And she's just completely convinced she's going to be a huge artist when she grows up. She'll talk to anyone, sing for anyone, you know, act for anyone. Like she's just so sparkling in her persona, right? Finn is not like that. Not to say that he's not like sparkling and, and you know, magical and beautiful. Of course he is. But he has a presence that's like, almost like punches you in the gut a little bit. Like he has a presence that just grounds you. I feel him. You really feel him. And it's more of a lower chakra, like grounding kind of, I'm here, you know. And I don't know what kind of communicator he's going to be like, but it's not going to be like his sister. He's not going to be the song and dance and look at me kind of boy. I don't think so. He's just, I don't know. He has more of a shamanic, like sage type energy to him. And when he smiles, the whole room smiles. I mean, literally, you can't, st I can't stop smiling just thinking of him. Like, he's just so, so precious. And I love him so much. And I can't believe I get to be a mother of two incredible children. And they chose this. They chose me. They chose us. And the other day, I just realized that when Finn, when he looks at Dennis, he has a different look in his eyes. I don't know. I, I, I have to capture this at some point before it changes and becomes something different. Or maybe you'll look at him like that forever. I don't know. But when he looks at Dennis, it's like his whole world stops a little bit. He looks at him and his eyes go big and wide. And there's something there about that father-son connection that I'm just, it's just so beautiful to witness. And with me, it's like, he's my cuddly little bear. I want to eat him. I just want to squeeze him. I want to like... Ugh, and he's in this laughing phase now where he just can't stop laughing and he's ticklish and he's just, every day it's more fun. Like every day it's more 
us somehow. And one year ago, I could not have imagined, I could not have imagined what it would be like for us to become four. And even though I felt like I was, okay, there's this being here already, like I could feel his spirit having descended. And it would take months for me to really form that connection and to feel his, his energy and his personality, because it's the same. I felt it in the womb toward the end of pregnancy. But I couldn't envision what life would be like. I couldn't see it, you know, because for so long, it's just been the three of us. And now that we're here and it's the four of us and it just feels so natural and makes so much sense. I just, I can't believe, I can't believe it hasn't been this way all along because it really feels that way. And being three and a half months postpartum, you know, it's been such a journey. But the way I'm sitting here now in this moment, <laughs> looking out at the trees and the sun through the window, I just feel so grateful. That is my big birthday feeling. <laughs> That's my big birthday integration. I feel so grateful for these children, like truly. The fact that I get to say children and not just child, like children, that there's two of them now. <laughs> my bear and my moon, I feel so, so grateful for them. I feel so grateful for my husband, <laughs> that we did this together, that we, you know, one plus one makes four, apparently. Like, how crazy is that? And the fact that we get to be here in this beautiful house. And, and I feel so strong in my body now. And I feel so healthy in my body now. And like, this is what I was meant to be doing all along. Like, I was not, you know, there's th that feeling that I always had that maybe I'm supposed to be doing something different or maybe I'm supposed to be growing something bigger or maybe I'm supposed to be running faster or manifesting things differently or I should be more successful. I should be this, should be that. This place, looking at my life now at 35, almost 35, I just feel so content. And it's okay that it's not the coolest thing, maybe. <laughs> It's okay that it's not fancy and glamorous. It's okay that it's not, you know, because it's extraordinary in its little things. The fact that I'm sitting here really content with accomplishing less and being really focused on the small things, knowing that the small things really are the big things, that's everything. That's everything. That shift, that change is just so big from the mindset I used to have, from the mindset that was really burning me out. And getting to dip in this cold lake every day and walk back up to my family. Like, that's it. That's all I want. It's literally all I want. <laughs> For my birthday, I want my cold dip. I want to sit around the breakfast table with my husband and my bear and my moon and our Ringo. And maybe go mushroom picking. <laughs> Knowing that I have everything I'm ever going to need in the four of us. Like, that's it. I just feel so grateful that I get to be here living this life. And also looking back at the fact that, you know, in one year, I managed to, in just one year, I grew a baby from scratch. How trippy is that? That is such a trip. <laughs> totally insane. Grew and birthed a baby. And now I'm sitting here postpartum nursing a three-month-old and like all of this happened all of our lives changed so much changed in just a year and in that time you know we moved into this house like we 
built, we grew our garden, so many things have happened. And it's just a year. Like how much your life can change in a year, how big of a mountain you can climb and then just kind of slide down on the other side in joy and happiness in just a year. A year can completely transform and change your life. Like we have no idea where we're going to be in a year. And if we want to make a change or a shift, we can. (laughs) And if the universe wants you to make a shift and a change, even though you feel like you're not ready, it will. (laughs) There's some balance there in, in the fact that we have control, but we also don't, right? We have a choice, but we also don't. <laughs> we manifest and we get manifested at the same time, you know? It's us and it's God. and hmm. I'm just grateful. And if I envision, if I envision life a year from now, because that's, I think, part of birthdays is also to look at the next, the next solar return and looking at this year ahead in the, my year of being 35, like, what do I want? And all I know, I mean, I, I don't, there's so much I don't know. I don't know what's happening with my work. I don't know what's happening with my, the idea of a career. I don't know what's happening in so many areas of my life. But what I do know is if in a year I get to take a cold dip in my lake and have breakfast with my family, like I will be so blessed. <laughs> if I have these things in a year, you know, that's that's it. That's all I know. And I do know I'll be here recording this podcast in a year. <laughs> it's funny. It's the lake, it's my family, and it's the podcast. You three, these three things are my constants in life. <laughs> that's all I need. But truly, thank you for being here with me this year throughout this pregnancy. This podcast has become such a pregnancy-centered podcast and a birth-centered podcast and now a baby-centered podcast. And yeah, I'll always continue to share whatever is alive and happening inside of me and in my life. And I'm just so grateful that you're along for the ride. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Have a beautiful rest of this day and uh, I'm going to enjoy the rest of my birthday week. I'll be back next week. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. If you enjoy the show, make sure you listen, rate, review, and follow all episodes of From the Heart with Rachel Brayton. This was a presentation of Cadence 13 Studio, and I'll see you next week.